Romans 10 verse 17 So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God Welcome to this life-changing message preached by Reverend Patrick Tomaclote of Kodesh Family Church live from the Care Center This message preached at the Revelation Sunday service will revitalize, refresh, and strengthen you Be blessed and built up in the faith as you listen Hallelujah. Amen. So now you know that your church is on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. So now you don't have excuses. And by the grace of God, we are not saying that because now it's on YouTube. You say, I am going to stay home. I'm not coming. I'll watch. No. Yeah. <laughs> there is something like that. Streaming in bed. Yeah. There is a reason why you need a presence. And there's also a purpose for when you cannot make it to the presence. Hallelujah. Yeah. Paul said, I long to see you that I may impart. Because on, on streaming, on YouTube, I can see you, but you can see me. Yeah. But I also need to see you that I may impart unto you. Spiritual blessings. Some of you, when I mention your name in the preaching, say, thank God. Because in 15 years' time, new people say, they will say, they will say this sister Charlie, or this brother, who was a powerful person, yeah, in the church, was one of the pillars of the church. Hallelujah. So last week, we started about talking about pride. And I realized some of you, half of you were in the church, you bowed down your head. I don't know whether you bowed down your head because the Holy Spirit convicted you about something or you bowed down your head because you did not like the message that I was preaching. But all in all, me, myself, I was not happy with... Because before I started the message, I told you that I'm not comfortable with the message that I'm about to preach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because... You see, when you talk about pride or proud, not everyone wants to be tagged with that. But sometimes we all have our ideas of what pride or who a proud person is. You know, sometimes when somebody is tall, so the person is proud. You know, and certain culture they don't know what a good leader is. So, recently we were going to Pittsburgh and we were listening to the message and our prophet was telling us that people are termed proud when they are disciplined, a disciplined leader, someone who will not allow people to just do things just anyhow. They are termed proud. Or sometimes when somebody is a little tall, People say that they are proud. But I tell you, I've seen short people who are very proud. Oh, yeah. So, sometimes when somebody is a little rich in money or wealth, the person can also be termed proud. You know? So, we have all manner of ways that we determine who is proud and who is not proud. You know? But we are not of the world even though we are in the world. And the world rules and the way they do things don't determine. We don't follow the path of the world. Hallelujah. That's why we have our Lord Jesus as a perfect example for us to teach us how we should walk. We used to be in the world, but Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that we have been delivered from the world. So then... In our context as Christians, what is the definition of pride? How can we say that 
this and that that this brother or this sister is doing is a sign of the person being proud. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So we are continuing with those who are proud. And in our church, we have messages for such things because of the type and the nature of church that we are. Yeah. Because if you read Revelation, see, I need all of us to have a very great understanding. Give me Revelation chapter 2. See, when you enter a church, when you come to a church, one of your responsibility as a Christian or as a new believer joining that congregation is to find out what type of church you are in. Because the church is one church, but there are different messages, different administration even of the message and different operations. I said Revelation chapter 2. I'm talking so that you can bring the scripture. It said, unto the angel of the church in Ephesus. Now, the angel there can be an angel, like angel with wings that we know. By the way, not all angels have wings. There are five classes of angels. There's one particular angel that they don't have wings. Bible says that we have entered, some of us have entertained angels. Yeah. Someone that helped you that you never see the person again. That was an angel right there that was sent to you. But once, one thing about angels is like, if an angel is helping you, you look, you are black, you are, you, the angel also will be black. So you don't even know that that's an angel helping you. You understand? But look at this. It said, unto the angel. And the angel there means the pastor. Of the church of Ephesus. Hallelujah. It said, right unto the church, right unto the church in Ephesus, to the pastor, the main pastor, because the pastor has a duty for the congregation that is leading. He's supposed to give God's words to the people. Hallelujah. Just as a prophet, a prophet is like an intermediary. He takes word from God and gives to God people, and then he takes whatever the people also have. He speaks on behalf of God. He said, these things said he that hold the seven stars in his right hand. And that person that hold the seven stars in his right hand is Jesus. The Bible said he was standing in the midst of the churches. Seven churches. Hallelujah. It says, so Jesus is telling John to write to the church in Ephesus. To the pastor of that church. That the whole church would know what Jesus wants the Ephesus church to be doing. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that, I'm, I'm trying to take my time to explain this so that you, you, you will not get offended in this church, especially when we tell you certain things or when you see certain things, the way we do things. Yeah, you don't get offended. Hallelujah. Yeah. It says that, who walk in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, verse 2. What does the Ephesus church know? He said, I know thy works. So Jesus know what the Ephesus church is doing. Whatever they were doing, Jesus said, I know it. Now look at it. Thy labor, the way the Ephesus church is laboring, maybe laboring in prayer, laboring with everything that they are doing. And then they are patient. They are, the, so Ephesus church is very patient. So if this is the Ephesus church, when you come to this church, one of the significant things that you will see as a new person joining this church, you will see a lot of patience in the church. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's because it's an attribute. And then you see their works. So the Ephesus church is all about works. So one of the things that you will notice as a perfect person that joined, the pastor will come to you, a leader in the church will come, or a church member will come to you and say, oh, sister, I think that the way you are talking, you can sing. So right then, then you see that everybody wants you to do something in the church. Do you, are you understanding me now? So now when I tell you, I want you, you need to do something in the church, this is the reason. These are the reasons why we are telling you. Not that we are trying to force people to work for God. It is biblical. So, and you, 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 are, you, are, you normally come at 12. We said at this time, come at 11. It's not that we are trying to take your right. No. Because we want to do labor. There, is, there must be some laboring. It is out of the ordinary for you. But because of Jesus, 
we are, you are laboring. You are coming at 11 instead of 12. Hallelujah. And then how thou cannot bear evil. So the Ephesus church, when you go there, there is some level of righteousness that in the Ephesus church, you can't do evil. You cannot be doing certain things and everybody in the church is sitting down looking at you. No. Somebody will point it out to you that what you are doing, we don't do it here in this church. What is that evil? It can be many things. Maybe somebody heard you. Bishop, that's the one time we went to a church. He was sitting right behind the pastor. And then the pastor said, we are going to take a second offering. And he, he muttered about it. He said something about it. And then the gentleman on his right hand turned and looked at him with some the face, you know? And right there and then, he was convicted. So right after service, he walked to the pastor and he said to the pastor, no many people can do such things. He said, no, this is nothing. They are all after our money. See, just the face that the gentleman gave him made him realize, because you see, if the Holy Spirit is in you, it doesn't even have to be a word. Just the face alone tells you that what you did was wrong. You cannot criticize why the pastor is taking two offerings. Are we not being instructed to give? Maybe you are not willing to give a second offering, but somebody is willing to give a second offering. Yeah. Don't say anything about it. You are better off not saying anything about it. Yeah. If you don't have, you don't have. Because the Bible has told us we should give. Each one should give. Ow. Whatever you have is what you give. If you don't have, you don't have it. So don't say it. So he walked to the pastor. He told the pastor that. This is our bishop. I'm talking about Prophet Dark. Yeah. Probably this explains why he's great. He told the pastor that this is what I did. And the pastor prayed for him. He said, you'll be, you'll be a great person. That's what they said. The pastor prayed for him and forgive him. Yeah. Just by confessing. Anybody that confess, you receive. Yeah. So it can be an example of evil. In our church, you don't talk about our pastors. There are churches that people are allowed to say things about the pastors. But in our church, you cannot. You can't talk about the leaders. You cannot. You cannot. In, our, in this church, you don't talk about the pastor. You can't. If you have something, because at your workplace, don't you have a form called grievances form? If you have a grievance, don't you fill that form? Yeah, and just give your, 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 your grievance, whatever it is. A church is a sacred and a spiritual entity. Hallelujah. So look at it. So they, they, thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them lies. Verse 3. And has born and has asked patient, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Yeah. On and on and on and on. They say three. When is the three of them? You are, you are supposed to be sleeping a little. You're close. You see, I have a grace. I have, the, I have the grace and the privilege to take our children, save church, drive them to Maryland on Tuesday. And then I went to work from Thursday 3 to 7 a.m. And I went back Friday morning to pick them again. It was a grace for me. So, in all, I drove like, and we drove from Maryland straight to Albany. Like seven hours. I mean, going to Maryland is four hours, 30 minutes. And then Albany added to it. See, that was the grace. The car was very charged for me. A lot of energy. I like what I was doing. You know, that was labor. Probably I will not drive to Maryland. Every Tuesday, I don't drive to Maryland. Every Friday, I don't go to Maryland. But for the sake of Christ, for the sake of Christ, I did it. Hallelujah. Yeah. For the sake of Christ, I did it. So, when you enter a church, try to find out. Try to find out what is this church about. Now, you can go to verse number 8, I believe. That was the second church over there. And unto the angel of yesterday, I pronounced this wrong, so I was corrected. Michael, what was the correction again? Smena. Yeah. Who are about 100 people and all over. Yeah. And I pronounced it wrong. And I was corrected. 
in the midst of angry people. Now, if you are proud, you'll be upset and walk out. In our church, there are, there are teasings. And the teasings are not like, you don't take it all heartedly. It's one of the things that make our church excited. We have ways the church become excited. Yeah. We are all know everybody know, quiet. The place is quiet. Nobody, no, no, no. If you have, we are in the presence of God. We must feel free. Feel free. Yeah, be free in the presence of God. Yeah. In his presence, what? There is the fullness, what? Yeah, we are not just saying fullness of joy that we come. Everybody coming, serious face. You can't play with anybody. No, feel free. So you hear people say, forgive, mercy is our way of releasing tension. That's the type of church you are in. Yeah. So unto the church in Smyrna, write these things. The, this thing said the first and the last, which was dead and is now alive. All about Jesus, describing Jesus. Continue. I know thy works, once again, the works of the church in Smyrna is about to be unveiled. What they are doing as a church or what has been committed to them as a church. I'm trying to make you understand why you see those who are proud, those who, who leave you, those who accuse you, those who forget disloyalty and disloyalty. Is that all that you can teach in the Bible? This is the reason. Because every church has been given what to do. We have been given as a church what to do. That's why you don't see me wearing the Roman Catholic thing. And, uh, because our church, no. It's the way of oppression. The way we operate. That's why you don't see the communion. I mean, we all line up with big cups. No. In our church, it's the same communion. It's the same body. It's the same blood. But different oppression by the same spirit. So try your best to understand the church. It will help you not to be offended. Yeah. This church in Smyrna, they are known for tribulations. That means that church is going through difficulties. They are known for poverty. For Christ. But they are rich. And then look at it. And I know the blasphemy of them that say that they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Continue. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. So the, the, the Smyrna church is supposed to go through some tribulations and some suffering. Now, if you enter that Smyrna church with a mindset, it's all prosperity and it's all prosperity and everything that I cannot take any difficulty. I have to sleep eight hours a day and the Smyrna church is supposed to sleep six hours. Everyone, six hours. Go through some difficulty for Christ. Now, you will not be able to stay in such a church. You say that it's not a church. Because you did not understand what has been told, what has been given to that church. There are works that will be judged. They will be judged by tribulations, by suffering, by going through these things. You don't understand. So you said, oh, this is not a church. But you don't understand what has been given to that church. And that's what we need to understand. That's what you need to understand. That what has been given to Kodesh Albany Church. Yeah. You have to find out. There are many people to ask. The books alone can tell you. 120 reasons. We came to church. 120 reasons why you should be a soul winner. I mean, look. You know, when our prophet, our brother died, Dr. David died, prophet's son. You know, the funeral was held in Houston. Texas. So after everything, they thought that Sunday Bishop Doug will visit the Houston church. He said, no. I'm not preaching. You know where he went? He went to Joel Austin's church. Why? Joel Austin has been given a message of encouragement. And what does he need? He has lost his son. He needs what? Encouragement. Even though he's a pastor. In its encouragement. Because the Bible tells us in the Ecclesiastes, there is time for everything. 
and a season and a purpose. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. When you die, Jesus told us that mourn with what? Dosh. Yeah. So you need something. You need someone who has been given that message to speak to you. So if you enter Joel Austin Church, I believe everybody there, you will see, it is clear, you will see words of encouragement. When I went to rejoin this church, everybody in the church is prophetism, prophetic. So, I mean, prophecy is like, it's very common. Yeah, you are there, then somebody prophesy over your life. It's very common, you enter. So, we are, we are, some of us have failed to find out. That's what is bringing a lot of contention and issues. That's why it's bringing like, some people feel like I'm being forced to do things. Because this is a working church. We work for the Lord all day. Not some days. We work for the Lord all day long. Not some day. That's why Monday you will see somebody calling you. They are working. Yeah. Somebody call you and check on you because they are working. They are on their time. That, that's, the, that's the nature of the church. That is what we will be judged with. Lighthouse Chapel Internet. That's what we will be judged with. We work for God. We work for God. Yeah. We are interested in souls. We are interested in people when they die, where they are going to go. We are interested that when you die, you stand before Jesus. The things that you will be used to judge you is what you did. So we are interested in encouraging you to do something. We are interested in raising pastors in the church. So when you enter the church, every, you see that things that will be said to you are encouraged to work for God to become a pastor. You are being trained and raised. That's why we, we come at 10. But you see us living at 5. After service, why? why don't, we don't have anything to do. Go home. No, we are not going home. We say we are having a meeting because you are being trained to become a pastor. So try to understand the type of church you are in and that is how you'll be blessed. Because your blessing may not be encouragement. Even though you are a Christian, you can encourage somebody. But the, the way for you to prosper, just as Matthew 6, 3, he said, these things does the Gentile seek, but you, you should not seek that one. What you have to do, the way you can be blessed, the way you can prosper and be successful is to seek God first. Yeah, allow the Gentiles, let them seek after all these things, after the cast. But you, as a child of God, you don't seek those things because what they are seeking is supposed to be an addition to what you have. If only you have seeked the first thing. Hallelujah. I don't know what brought you, but the reason what I'm trying to say, a young gentleman was sitting where Theodora was sitting on last Sunday whilst I'm preaching about those who are proud, some of us bowed down our head cover ourselves in shame, but not knowing the Holy Spirit was working on somebody. The Holy Spirit, and I believe it's online, was working on someone. Yeah. You might not like the message about those who are proud, but it doesn't mean that God is not speaking. Yeah. And I did not even know what I said in the message, but that somewhere in the message, I was reminded, and I spoke to the father. So, as he was going, he came to me and called me, uncle, I'm going. I just want to say hi. It was very unusual that he was doing that. And when I get outside, I realized that the car, he actually got down from the car to just come and tell me whatever. And then, I wasn't, I did not understand what is going on. Then he sat, he went. But when I got to him, I realized that this young man was testing me. He said, and it's not like something, it's not into, it's not into, I mean, the way I watch, it's not into things like that. So it's tested me, he said, Uncle, when you were preaching, Uncle means, Uncle, right? We have a way of calling things differently. <laughs> preaching, you said certain things that I was very, very scared. I said, why are you scared? He said, because I realized that I have not been a proper and a good son to my father. Uh-huh. And he said that, I can read his text message to you. I need to fix. I need to fix it. Yeah. 
Whilst I think that I'm preaching a hard message, but my people cannot take, take it, the Holy Spirit is using that same message to help somebody in the congregation. Yeah. It wasn't all that. It was sitting down here. So I, I, I just shared this little, I can't go details. I just want to share this little testimony to let you know that, please, if you feel like, if you feel like what is being said, you have done it, then it's equal to you ask God for mercy. That's all. Yeah. If you feel that what is being said at a point you made that mistake, which all of us make mistake, because in James, the Bible says, in all things we offend all. Yeah, my shoe can offend Joe. Joe's hairstyle can offend me. Offense doesn't only necessarily, or sin doesn't only necessarily mean you are, you are drinking alcohol or having sex. No, many things, many things offend people. What doesn't offend you can offend somebody. Yeah. So the fact that the message is those who are proud, because that's what has been given to us. We are fighting the certain spirit. We are fighting those who say that I will ascend. We are fighting people who try to destroy the work. Why shouldn't we fight them? You will be judged by your work. You sit down, let them. Will you allow somebody to enter your house, husband, wife, children, and then they come to your house as the owner of the house, and they are doing things anyhow. They took, they took, they took your, your, your food that you are put in the fridge. They went and put it in the bathroom, and then they brought it to you to say, it. will you sit down and allow somebody to do that? You will not. Spiritually also. Spiritually also. Don't sit in the church, whatever God has asked you to do, and then somebody else will come and tell you something else different. Yeah. Even with Scripture. It doesn't mean that what the person is saying is not true. It's scripture, but that's not what God has given you. Hallelujah. I like this young man. He's very attentive. Wow. So, my message is very short. Don't worry, I'll finish very soon. Give me 15 minutes. Those who are proud, and chapter 2 says that how to be humble like a child. So, what is the formula of humility? Because I said that when somebody is tall or somebody is bold, even boldness can be mistakenly termed as pride. Bold in spiritual things, not bold and arrogant. Yeah. Bold in truth, not bold and you are telling lies and you are bold about it. We are talking about being confident in something that is true. Hallelujah. So, what is the formula of humility? How can we acquire this vague uh, virtue because humility is a virtue. Because pride is a noblest and a, and a vague evil. It is easy, easily disguised and comes to us in many forms. It is no surprise that most people who claim to be humble are actually proud. So how can we be humble? How can I, as the pastor of this church, be humble? How can I, as a father, as a husband, be humble? How can you be humble? Now, let's look at what Jesus says about humility. Here. John, Matthew chapter 18, verse number 1. Why are we looking at the way Jesus described? Because Jesus is the one that is leading us. There's no better example than Jesus. Because I can easily have my my way, what I think is proud and what I think is humility. You know where we come from, when people are quiet, it's them that they are humble. But I got good news for you. I've seen many people who are very quiet and they are quiet because the detonator that have to ignite, <laughs> that has to be put on for the explosion has not come. Or the timer that has to be attached to the dynamite as it's not there. So they are quiet. Yeah. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, who is the greatest? Wow. It's a good question. In this church, who is the greatest? Yeah. The greatest in the church is not necessarily the pastor. I said what? The greatness in a church is not necessarily the pastor. Hallelujah. So they want to know who is the greatest in the kingdom. Who is the greatest in the world is different from who is the greatest in the kingdom. 
who will be the greatest in the Dunkel family is not necessarily the people who are greatest in the Odoe family. So, everybody know, can see they have their own way of determining who is great and who is not great. But what is Jesus saying? In the kingdom, according to the kingdom, who is the greatest? And then move to verse number two. And Jesus called a little child. Jesus always liked to illustrate stuff. Yeah. You know, before Lady Catherine left for Ghana, by the way, she sent her greetings. We were listening to, we were watching something. And then she said something that I, I, I think is very powerful. She said, Bishop Dag is very wise. So I was waiting to see what is going to follow. Why is she saying Bishop Dag is very wise? He said, Bishop Dag knew that not everybody learned audibly. Yeah. Some people learn visually. So if all that you are doing is audibly, you are missing a lot of people. That's why in school we watch other things. Not only the, the textbook that is being given to you, or not only the lectures that you are listening to, but also there are videos. So in this church, when you are watching videos, it's not like we are fools. But the pastor is sitting there. Why would I come to church and watch a video? You're not actually watching a video. You're watching a message, a preaching message. Yeah. And your mind has to change. Because as a man thinketh, so it is. So if you see it as a video, even though it's not just a video, it's a spiritual benefit and a seed that you are being fed with, you will leave the church empty. You can even say that, I'm not coming because they said we are going to watch a video. You lost it. Yeah, you lost it. Yeah. So, in our church, we watch videos sometimes, which is a message that is being given to us. Because everybody knows it's not an auditory learner. Some people learn by what, how they see. Yeah, me, with me. You do it once, and that's it. That's my most, even though I have all the three skills of how to, but I think that the most one that I can take better is if I watch it. Just do it and let me, let me see, and I will do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. So she said, Bishop, that is a very wise person. So Jesus always wants to teach people not just by words that he's saying. He also illustrates so that we can understand better. He sometimes uses parables so that we can understand better. A certain man has two sons, you know, so that he can bring the message down to your level. So that it's not an abstract, it's not a, a message in heaven. He's talking about heavenly things that you don't understand. He wants you to know that in our midst, it can even what I'm saying can happen because there are people who have two sons. And I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to help the sons. I'm trying to help the father. I'm trying to help the elder brother in that relation, in that family. Yeah. So he called a little child in the midst of them and set him in the midst of them. Verse number three. Because the question has been asked. Why is Jesus not talking, showing us, just say one, two, three, that's the greatest. And then we are done. No, he want to show, demonstrate it to them. Demonstrate it. Because we don't just live by the words. Because you can say many things and not do the right thing. Yeah. You can say, I am the pastor of this church. Everybody, kneel down to me. And then, right after service, you see me outside. I have some weed on my... I was preaching that smoking can give cancer and you are not supposed to be smoking as a Christian. So you see, my words are different and my actions are different. And that is why Jesus was not just going to just give them the answer, but he has to demonstrate how to be humble or who is humble or who is the greatest. So in the church, when you enter the church, if you want to see who is the greatest in the church, Jesus will show you. He said, verily I say unto you, except you be converted. What's the word converted means? Except you are changed. Even though you are 50, you need to change from that behavior and the mentality of a 50-year-old into a child. 
Unless, that means that there is no other way. If you truly want to be the greatest, then step one to greatness is your mindset and the way you do things have to be changed to a child. There are many things about a child. If you like, let's bring Beto and anybody who is a child down there. And we put a toy and they are fighting. Or Beto even brought a toy from the house. They will fight over the toy. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. I won't talk to you again. Give them two minutes. You see them back. They are playing again. By you and I. You and I. Do you understand the message? You and I. You tell me that. Oh, what? You say what? Ring. This ring. This one. Abyssinia. Oh, please, 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 please. I mean, what do you mean? You say what? A nurse. Oh, nurse. Oh, please. What nurse? What nurse? I mean, we know that when you went to school, you were copying the one sitting behind you. <laughs> yeah. Or you and I. The husband said, I draw mommy. Yeah. When husbands don't like their wife and they call their, their name by their child. Or when, as, when wives don't like their husband, they call their, their, their husband. They don't know more sweet at. They used to say, oh, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Baby, how you doing, baby? They don't call you by that. I mommy. Yeah. The wife can say, I'm not a nurse. Yeah. I'm not a nurse. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not your maid servant. The husband can say, oh, Charlie, I see this towel. It's very nice, Charlie. Can we do this? Do you think I'm a prostitute? Do you think I'm a prostitute or something? But before that, she's willing to do anything. Or before that, he's willing to do anything. He said, I'll climb Mount Everest for you. And then the wife said, oh, can you massage my feet for me? I'm tired from work. I'm a physical therapist, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not a massaging therapist. <laughs> Jesus set a little child in the midst of them that says that. Unless, except, if, if you want to be there, if, if your ambition is to be there, I'm happy that I, I've, I've, I've raised Stephen up. Because Stephen looked like he was meditating in a, way, a little way. But I, I think that he likes the message now. He's up. <laughs> Just will I say it? Don't say it. <laughs> yes. Jesus said, except you be converted. Yeah. And become as a little child. You shall never enter into the kingdom. Yeah. Bishop Dark said that one time he went for Outdooring or engagement, you know, Bishop Doug is a guy, his father is a guy, all right. And um, so after the engagement, he made an altar call, and then there was this guy man there. After everything, finished the ceremony, he walked to Bishop Doug and said, I want you to know, I want you to know, I'm a guy. I will not give my life to Christ. And he said, I'm a, I'm a Catholic. Yeah. I'm a Roman Catholic. I, I want you to know that I will not be born again. That's the word. Even though born again is not Bishop Dad. It's John 3. Jesus, Jesus was the one that spoke about born again. Being born again. Yeah. A few weeks later, this brother was on the sick bed. He said, please call uh, Call the pastor for me. Call the, I will give my life to Christ. How you will speak the truth. Yeah. But at that time, he was not willing to be converted into a child. To be, to be, to be saved, you have to, become, you have to be converted. Yeah. Big people don't get saved. Yeah. So Jesus said to the child, he said, if any of you want to be born again, you want to be greatest, you have to be like a child. Hallelujah. 
Are you here? Yeah. So point number one, which I'm finishing soon. When you are humble like a child, you quickly forgive and forget. But when you lose that humility, you no longer forgive and forget. So brothers and sisters, if you are here, you are still holding grudges. There are some people that I'm preaching to you. You don't talk to me as your pastor of this church. Yeah. You are offended because of what I said to you. How did I know? We used to talk. You used to call me. We don't talk anymore. Yeah. We don't kiss anymore. You don't call me anymore. That shows that you are offended. Yeah. You can argue and argue. The signs and the actions are showing. Yeah. So, if you want to lose that pride and take the virtue of humility, whatever you feel, even you said, I, I said to you that is not appropriate. Forgive me. Because as we have said that journey, I know that you, you will be offended. I will also offend you. Or you, offend, you also offend me. I have to forgive you. That was my first lesson as being a pastor before even I was sent to Albany. My mother told me that make sure that the people that you are going to preach to, they don't turn your heart against whatever you are going to do. So you have to forgive easily and forgive and that's it. When you lose that humility, you don't forgive and you don't forget. The Bible says that love doesn't count wrongs. Amen. When you are humble like a child, you copy things easily. When you lose that humility, you do not want to copy even if it's a good thing. In our church, we copy. Our, our prophet, our pastor, he has shown us how he, he got all the things that he has got. Yeah. Do you know that at the time that our church started, there were many other churches that have started, but those churches don't have hundred pastors, not even ten pastors. Those churches don't have uh, uh, 4,000 churches. Not even, not even 10 churches. Because they, 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 they feel like I am the original. So I can't copy anybody. But the Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. Under the sun means there is nothing new on earth. Yeah. What has been is the same. That will be. So feel free to copy. Why is it that when you be, won't become a nurse, you ask somebody who was a nurse? That one, you copy. It's not a big thing. But why is it that when you come to church and you are, for instance, you are going to lead prayer, and they say that, you see, Uncle Dan's prayer, I gave it to him. Even though it was on the, it was on the um, floor. But I believe that this is a good prayer for us as a church to pray. Yeah. So we take and we copy. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't feel big. Whoa, I cannot get my own scripture. I don't need this. No, 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 no. That's why we have, some of us, we have not been great. Because you don't want to. The Bible tells us that we should be imitators. Of good things. What is the word imitation means? It means that you are not the original. You copy. You copy. Children learn how to talk and how to do things by copying their parents. Children learn by copying. Your daughter put those eyelashes there because they saw you standing by the mirror painting your face. They saw you doing it. Yeah. Your daughter learned that when you took the spoon uh, inside, so when you took the spoon, uh, it's even their door. They take the food and say, ah, for the door to open the mouth because they learn it from you. So feel free to learn. You see, I like this point because there was something added to it. It says that when you are humble like a child, you copy things easily. When you lose this humility, you do not want to copy even if they are good things. And the Bible is telling us be imitators of good things. Two more points. 
When you are humble like a child, you are trusting and believing. Yeah. Those who are not humble like a child, they, say, they don't trust. You are in the church, but you don't trust the church. You are in this church, but you don't trust the pastor. You are in the church, but you don't trust the people in the church. You are in the church, but you don't trust leadership in the church. You don't trust. So the benefit of, of somebody gets for trusting and believing is not being accorded to you. Believe in the Lord and you shall be established. Believe in his servants and you will be successful. Yeah. Anybody that want to be successful, just as the testimony that we had. I was, I was explaining to the young man. I called his father. We talk. I was explaining to the young man. And it was so amazing that as I was explaining, we, I brought the prodigal son issue when we were talking. And then I asked him, uh, are you the last or the first? He said, I'm the, I'm the last born. And he happened to be that the prodigal son was there. <laughs> and I told him that you are fulfilling scripture right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked him after that. I said, go and fix it with your dad. And he went and talked to the dad. He said, no. Yeah. And I called the dad. He said, yeah, he came to do it. And the dad gave me a little hint about what is causing this problem. Hallelujah. So we got to start trusting again. We got to start believing again. Yeah. If it's about your success, if it's about your success, as far as the kingdom is concerned, it's not your degree. You can believe it and choose not to believe it. It's about, it's about a child doing well. A son or a daughter doing well. Kara, about you doing well in this life. It's not how much of education you get. It's good for you to go to school. And you have to go to school. But you doing well and living long, two things, has been God has given that key to your mother and your father. Yeah. They hold no key about how long your days are going to be. It's in your mother and your father's hand. How, to, how you are going to do well. Your marriage, your children, everything that you do in this life. To, what, is, what is term as doing well? God has given it to your mom and your dad. It's not your education. It's not how tall you are. I mean, even how tall you are is because one of your parents... Was tall. Acknowledge and appreciate it. Yeah. The way your eyes are very beautiful and pretty, and when there's those boys say, oh, I feel like melting. It's because one of your parents have that high. When you are humble like a child, you trust and you believe. So trust again. When you are humble like a child, you are open and transparent. When you lose this humility, you become private, secretive, and close up. I said what? When you are open like a child, when you are humble like a child, you are open up. You tell the pastor things. You tell your husband things. It's not a problem for your wife to take your phone. But when you lose that humility, you say, hey, that's my privacy. You can't take my phone. Hey, when did it become a privacy? The two shall be one. You've forgotten about it. You said that. You said that. You said that in good time and in bad time. If the wife takes the phone, yeah. The only reason why I have pass uh, code on my phone is because church members have information are on it. But my wife takes my phone anytime. Anyway, and she knows the code. She knows the password to it. Yeah. There's nothing. The Bible says that the man and the woman, they were naked and were not ashamed. Naked doesn't mean that they are stripped naked. It means that there is openness. We can discuss things freely. There's transparency. Yeah. There is no secrecy. Yeah. There wasn't for, yeah. But when you lose that humility, you don't say things anymore. Even though you are suffering, even though your problem, the key has been given to your pastor or to that brother, or to that sister. He said, I'm not saying anything to them anymore. Oh, I'll keep, I'll die with my problem. Hey! You don't talk, you used to talk. You don't talk anymore. You used to be at the front seat. Let's see those who are sitting on the front. All of a sudden, now you are sitting at the back. 
You don't want anybody to see you. You don't say anything anymore. Yeah. It, one of the great key, if you want to see somebody is offended, one of the things that they say is, I will not say anything to anybody anymore. Anytime in this church you hear somebody say that, tell the person, sister, brother, you are offended. Yeah. I will not say anything about anything to anyone anymore. I can give you all the phrases. If you like, you can check. Everything will come back positive. Like you are running a lab test. Yeah. I'll give you the phrases. You, if you like, investigate and look who said it and what. And then look at that period. You will see that the person, there is something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3 verse 10 and 11. And he said, I heard a voice, thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee thou was naked? As thou eating of the tree, whereof I command thee that thou should not eat. Anytime somebody is hiding, one of the things, underline, one of the things that if you try to know why is this sister hiding from me? Why is she not picking my call? Why is she not doing this anymore? There is sin. There is sin. One of the things that you will see is sin. And offense is sin. So the Bible says that do not let the sun go down hmm? upon your wrath. Stand to your feet. We are going home. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to this life-changing message preached by Reverend Patrick Tamakwood of Kodesh Family Church, live from the Care Center. This message preached at the Revelation Sunday service will revitalize, refresh, and strengthen you. Be blessed and built up in the faith as you listen.